Back to the Ticket Water Cooler. Brought to you by Wingstop on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We are rocking out again here on the Ticket Water Cooler on 93.7 The Ticket. Rico is uh, is hopefully going to be ready for this segment. A little bit more hot than he expected. I was not. Those wings. I, okay, I forget what wings Taylor said that he got, but I just, you know, I picked them out. I put them on my plate, so I had some sauce in my fingers, licked my fingers, and all of a sudden my mouth was on fire for a second. <laughs> uh, Taylor, if you're listening, I hope you're texting. What are the wings again? Texted it. Mm, I know one buffalo, was like yeah. Buffalo Ranch. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said like one had like blackberry some I don't know yeah, I don't yeah, remember yeah. I think that's that one I don't remember what this one is this isn't the the ranch one that one was the one over there oh. this is whatever the the hot one he said I was not prepared it's delicious it's a great sauce but I was not ready for the kick in in my face yeah well if you uh, if you want to get kicked in the face no uh, <laughs> if you want to get kicked in the face I should see you Sunday 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 at Buffalo Wings and Rings that's right Rico's uh, issuing a challenge a fight. No, I'll fight whoever. We will. Not like actual fight, like mind fight. Because oh, I can't we can't get in like a, a physical altercation of Buffalo Wings and Rings. No. They're welcoming us in. We want to be gracious hosts. No, we haven't run that by them. Maybe they can set up a ring outside. Maybe then we can fight, but I doubt yeah. that. So we'll like mentally spar. Um but yeah, you know. The, talk trash. the big game. <laughs> big game party at Buffalo Wings and Rings, ninety three seven the ticket. Come join us. Got the Super Bowl squares to to give away. And um I will uh I will fill that out because we got – I would say we got our followers, but I I, I want more okay. um, on the Twitter sphere at 93.7theTicket. And also, if you have a TikTok and, look, all of you that are listening – not all of you, a good portion of you that are listening, I know you have TikTok. I know you yeah. just scroll through there mindlessly yeah. for hours. Absolutely. It's okay. I do the same thing. I find a lot of my uh, cooking recipes on TikTok. Yeah. It's actually a really good place for cooking recipes. TikTok's so great because whatever you like, that's it's there. what it will show you. Oh, it's 100% there. Yeah. Um, follow us on TikTok at 93.7 and take it on there as well, I believe. Uh, let me make sure that I'm not getting that wrong. So I'll open this up real quick. But yeah, follow us on there as well because, you know, sometimes we post some cool TikToks on, on uh, the TikTok. <laughs> yeah, we're, lear- we're learning. We're learning as a station how to talk. How yeah, 93.7 the ticket on the TikTok. I'm going to keep saying the because it's just fun to say. <laughs> we're at 795. Get us to 800 to yeah. de- during this show. Yeah. Get us to 800. TikTok, 93.7 The Ticket. We'll do some TikTok dance. Or TikTok dance. Bach will do a TikTok dance that we will post. There we go, yeah. If you get us to 800 before the end of this show. It's got to be an easy one. I don't know how to dance. We'll figure, no, we'll figure it out for you. Even what is that, uh, flossing? Uh, that was like from 2014. I I'll still te- don't know how to I'll do teach that you one. how to floss. <laughs> you know how to floss? A little bit. A little not little as bit. fast as like some of the people, but yeah. I can floss a little bit. Yeah, you get a little bit to it. Uh, like you said, Sunday's watch party, Buffalo Wings Ring, 68th and O. Game starts at 5.30. We're wrapping off all sorts of prizes. Uh, so you want to get down there a little bit early because it fills up pretty quickly. Uh, also on the show today, we have to try, and I shouldn't say have to, we get to try some Beatrice Bakery chocolate-covered fruit squares. Uh, is there is the milk chocolate one still here? Yeah, Do you did you have one of those yet? I've had the white chocolate, and I've had the dark chocolate now. So I think... Here, I'll give you... A, I'll give you the uh, milk chocolate. I'll try a yeah. dark chocolate. I might try a white chocolate later. Oh, white chocolate was my favorite so far. So I'll try this milk chocolate one. I believe we have a few milk chocolate ones here in the studio if you want to get those. If you're interested in the white chocolate or dark chocolate as well, you should be, especially with, of course, a certain holiday coming up. Uh, yeah, yeah, you might want to check your schedule there. Um, 
you know, you can go, go and order that after off of Beatrice Bakery, uh, their website there. So uh, we will try these. These uh, so far, yeah, I haven't had anything that have disappointed me yet. I'm going to go with milk chocolate. What do you have? Dark chocolate? I got the there? dark chocolate right, right here. Take a bite. Check out these. Check, check out this beautiful mm. chocolate skills from the Beatrice Bakery folks. Mm. Not the biggest fan of dark chocolate, but I'm going to do that. I like the, look, just the chocolate-covered fruitcake squares are fantastic. So, I mean, I don't think I can go wrong. Oh, yeah. Yeah, see, that's the same way. I'm not, a, I'm not, I don't like the white chocolate one more than the dark chocolate one for anything other than I like white chocolate or the dark chocolate. <laughs> um, but delicious. This is pretty good. I'm a big milk chocolate fan. This is actually really good. Oh, yeah. And look, dark chocolate is good for your heart, or so I've been told. I don't know if it's actually true. I don't know. I don't trust a scientist. I do trust a scientist, but still. You know what I heard is that the, uh, like one glass of wine is good for your heart. That's like like common thought. Um, that was from like a study in the eighties. I guess that that's been disproven, and that no level of alcohol is good no, for you in general. No, I don't believe that. <laughs> I I don't do one glass of wine, but I was going to start at yeah. some point. I'm going to do it and just tell myself it's healthy. Well, they I never said how big the glass I just saw had to it be. On the, I just saw it on the internet, so I don't know if it's true or not. But I guess that was like on the internet. Down, Obviously, yeah. you can believe it. Yeah, uh, I saw it on TikTok. See, there you go. Ninety-three-seven. The tickets tick. No, I didn't. We <laughs> <laughs> just agree. You know what I? You know what I did see on uh, on the internet though. What's that? I saw that Casey Tominaga was going hard. Oh, he did, didn't he? He was all. He was in, in his bag of tricks. He was hitting threes from you know regular three point distance. He was hitting threes from the logo. I think he hit one, maybe two. He he pump faked a couple times. Got the crowd kind of standing up, and then passed out of it. Um, and then his ability to move without the ball is just fantastic. And the speed at which he gets a pass to his chest underneath the basket and tosses it up. Is is fantastic. Like, there's no yeah. way you can block it. Like he's so fast with it. When you can see him developing, you know, at certain times, especially last year, if you take out his three point game, uh, you know, he was pretty much out of the game. Now he's worked on, uh, especially kind of, you know, driving, getting his own shot, um, cutting has been just beautiful, and and how well it works with Derek Walker. Um, you know, he, he so he's finding different ways. If you try to take away, um, you scout him well. You try to take away the three. That's not all he can do. And, again, I think that he needs to be a guy that gets up 12 shots a game one way or the other. If he's 0 for 12, if he's if he's 10 for 12, uh, I think that even if he's um, a big part of the scouting report coming in for the opposing defense, it's going to open it up from other guys, especially now that he's kind of become – and it's weird to say this about such a smaller, a smaller guy, but <laughs> he's kind of a three-level scorer because he finishes so well at the rim mm-hmm. in unique ways – um, and he's just one of those guys. I don't want to say he, he's like at any time, I guess he can, he's a good, bad shot maker as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's no he's shot the guy that you're kind of too frustrated with at the end of the shot clock. He's the guy you're looking for because yeah. he's going to take the shot and it's actually going to be a pretty decent shot. Like it's going to, it's going to look like a bad shot, but he's made that so many times. Made a step back contested three at the end of the shot. Clock exactly. Like he's, yeah. he's made so many of those shots that honestly for him, it's a pretty decent shot. Yeah. Um, but as you said, kind of a three-level scorer. I really think the 3v3 uh, Olympic basketball really helped him in his ball handling and his ability to finish around the rim. You're not going to ask him to run the offense. You're not going to ask him to do all of that. But what you can do is get him the ball, let him go to work a little bit, and he'll be able to drive past somebody, get to the rim. And if he's not going to you know, uh, lay it up off the – you know, kiss the glass with a really high arcing layup, he'll be able to get the ball to somebody cutting underneath or, or Derek Walker who's waiting underneath in the paint who's also a fantastic finisher around the rim. Well, it's interesting too that you said that because I hadn't thought too much about his ball handling ability because he can get his shot. He can create his shot. 
but he does seem a lot more effective, at least opening up Nebraska's offense, too. You could see the attention that he got uh, after hitting a few of them and, and running around the, the, the cuts. Um, I mean, he's a danger when he's <laughs> anytime he's cutting, mm-hmm. anytime he's running up around the top of the key. So, you know, even though he may be uh, one of their best ball handlers and they don't really, you know, they don't you really use him that way. And, 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 and probably just because of what we're saying, he's so effective as an off ball player that you have to be worried about all game long. So uh, I'm interested to see how much I mean, he was inserted back in the starting lineup. Um, such a great six man uh, because he can kind of provide you with that spark of, of offense if he has it that day. This team is where they're at. They need his offense on a daily basis, mm-hmm. or in the in, they at least need him to be um, even even getting at least attention on the offensive mm-hmm. side. So, um, well, somebody that really helped, you know, you know, not in the scoring column, but just overall his game uh, helped Nebraska to that victory. Jamarcus Lawrence. Oh, absolutely. He finished with ten and nine, almost a double double for the freshman. Um, but the three that he hit towards the end of the game, just the massive shot that he hit and his ability to, you know, kind of run the offense when Sam Greasel's out of the game is is really remarkable. He, he's doing a fantastic job for a true freshman being inserted, uh, playing a, a decent amount of minutes with the two massive injuries that Nebraska suffered. Jamarcus Lawrence's kind of emergence in this game uh, is a really welcoming sight and something that Get you a little bit more excited for the future, you know, the rest of the season maybe, but the but but the future. And I did see a fun little stat. I think it was back in 20, Nebraska made the tournament in 2014, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so in 2014, um, February 6th or February 5th, Nebraska got their 11th win. They went on to make the tournament. Mm. February 5th, Nebraska gets their <laughs> 11th win. Not saying, and this was I don't remember who the tweeter was, yeah. but I did see this. Not saying they're going to make the tournament, but. You know, don't close the door on anything it. is possible. Yeah. Well, they, they've got uh, several games left. I think it is down to se- six or seven games left. Uh, none of them are top 25 competition. As we know, in the Big Ten, um, the log jam at third place right now is beautiful. There's like six teams seven at and seven five. and five. <laughs> uh, the Big Ten is, has, has a lot of good teams. No really great teams. I mean, Purdue lost this past weekend, remained at number one in the AP top 25. Because everybody else Because lost. there are no great teams in college basketball, right? It's true. Uh, I think the metric madness this year is going to be quite crazy pretty sure like 11 teams in the top 25 lost this last weekend yeah what is happening well that's called that's kind of college basketball though I, I still kind of think back to like um you know and, and it just depends on your age or whatever when you think about the best college basketball teams i still go back um to the late 90s early 2000s when guys that could could get drafted as freshmen would stay till juniors or senior years mm-hmm. and you just have teams stocked i mean i i think about those arizona teams those duke teams those early yukon teams in the 2000s mm-hmm. north carolina Kansas, whatever teams you want to throw in there you know you had nick collison and kirk heinrich as seniors or you had shane battier and jay williams and carlos boozer and mike dunn i mean these teams were loaded and they wouldn't win the championship because they're facing uh, such good. I mean, college basketball. I sound like an old guy because you'll hear from anybody. What, as I say that, other guy, people are going, "Well, you should have been around for the '80s because the Big East <laughs> and the '80s." And they're right. I mean, college basketball as a product, uh, you know, is kind of just hurt by by being more of a middleman seemingly than college mm-hmm. football to the NFL. It's 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 always just kind of. Um, it's the G League's G League. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, and, and it's become more so that over the years. But 
Um, it is, it's exciting one way or, or the other once Mar March Madness comes. doesn't really matter because those days are the best days uh, in, in sports in my mind. So I can't wait this year. It's just going to be a wide open field. But uh, back to Nebraska, too, though, uh, you're absolutely right. Jamarcus Lawrence in particular, I think Casey Nabig, uh, Tominaga, watching how he embraces this. Was this a he was hot type of thing mm -hmm. or can he kind of carry this over? That's what you're looking at, even more so than wins and losses, if you're thinking about the future of Husker basketball, is this opportunity now for guys. And Lawrence is on that pace, all right? He's started six games in a row now, I think. The first, you know, as early in the season, um, even even these first few starts, it's kind of like he's there. You can kind of see in the future he might be something that that will And now he's developing into not – like I, I kind of said it this way. This game in particular was kind of that way where it was like – He's not a starter because of injury. He looks like he should be a real starter. I mean, mm -hmm. he's a, he's he's got the goods for it. So um, I'm interested to kind of see how he does. Guys, uh, uh, another guy, Sam Hoiberg. I mean, I know he's he's a walk on. He's the coach's son. Yeah, and all you want you want to say oh, he's a walk on? He's a coach's son. That's the only reason he's playing. But he's. Yeah. He's actually playing really well. He, he played the most bench minutes of anybody. Uh, part of that might be doing to, to Wiltshire and Breidenbach struggling a little bit, but uh, he's he's taken that role on. And again, I don't expect him to play 20 minutes a game. He's made um, the best of it. But yeah, absolutely making the best of his opportunity. And another guy that offensively, interestingly enough, I feel pretty good about him with the ball in his hands if the shot clock's even winding down because yes. he's got a good jump shot. He can get a pretty good shot at the rim. Um, a he's pretty made great a, finisher. He's made enough threes where he's a threat where his pump fake might get them up in the air, and he's not going to drive to the rim and, and try to get up among the trees. He's going to take a couple steps in. He's going to hit the mid-ranger because that is also butter. Mm. And, I mean, an excellent steal there late that all, pretty much all but closed it, too. Um, uh, you know, with him and with Casey, their height, their, you know, just kind of stature overall is going gonna, is gonna to hold them back defensively in, like, one-on-one -on -one battles or whatever. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you have to hide them in zone defenses. Um, but in any case, um, doing the best with what they have and beating a, a Penn State team, almost knocking Penn State off the bubble is kind of how a lot of people are reading it because this is, a, this is a good Penn State team. This is not just your normal victory over the bottom of the big 10 um and they actually I, would, I don't know if they played their best game but i mean seth lundy was hitting everything seth lundy eight for 15 from the field all eight were three pointers yeah andrew he funk, also threw in eight. seven rebounds finished with 24 points uh yeah funk four for eight from three jalen pickett could be an all-american type jalen pickett almost with a triple double seven and seven rebounds and assists and 15 points like yeah they played a really good game, and it was a pretty clean game. Not a lot of fouls called in this one. Uh, Penn State had 15. Nebraska finished with six, um, which, you know, if you want to look into that as a Penn State fan, oh, how could that be? There's so many. It was a it was a pretty clean game all around. Not a lot of free throw shot, except for, you know, obviously towards the end when Penn State, Penn State started fouling close to two minutes left in the game to try and get back into it. And it almost worked. Um, but Nebraska started making a free throw, started swinging the ball around and hitting some big shots. Yeah, so I mean, I, I I think you're excited if Nebraska now has to face a pretty hot Michigan. Michigan's not doing their best, having their best season, or they expect they're not living up to expectations. Did beat Ohio State pretty soundly. Ohio State, by the way, not having a good season now. They're at the the, the cellar of the Big Ten, uh, along there with uh, Minnesota, who's who's a few games behind uh, even Ohio State. But Ohio State really struggling. Kind of an interesting development in the Big Ten this season. Uh, but Nebraska's next matchup there against Michigan and Hunter Dickinson. So they'll have their hands full uh, on Wednesday. But it, it's uh, it's exciting. I mean, if Nebraska can put together again a few wins. Um, 
I, I who knows what's left in the season, right? I mean, like, kind of to what you're saying with the tournament team, maybe you can go on a big run. I don't know if that should be an expectation for this team, but I think a few good wins and these young players continuing to develop is what you like to see more than anything uh, for Fred Hoiberg in this program moving forward. All right, let's take a quick break again here on the Ticket Water Cooler as we are up against break. Big NBA trade. I know not everybody loves the NBA. Myself and Rico, we do love the NBA. Love it. And Kyrie Irving uh, was traded the other day. Lots of questions that go into it that even kind of involve your Knicks there with Jalen Brunson uh, for the Dallas Mavericks side. Uh, so we'll kind of break down that trade, and uh, we'll invite Nick in. He's not as big of an NBA guy, but I'm sure he's got uh, some takes on that. And we can uh, also get to plenty other stuff. Lots of in the sporting world, obviously, coming off a great weekend, heading toward another great weekend. We'll do that next here on the Ticket Water Cooler 93.7 The Ticket. <laughs> 